Hey everybody, um, if you haven't noticed, this podcast is now called The Unqualified Adult. And I, as of today, I haven't felt something more appropriate. I couldn't have thought of a more appropriate name. I'm your host, Giovanna, and let's get into this. So, it is May 31st. It is about 4.31 in the morning, which means I am going to be waking up my only child in about 10 minutes because it's his birthday he is turning 10 and my son is turning 10 in the wake of Ahmaud Arbery's murder of George Floyd's murder and yes it is they were murdered that that is no other word to to describe it I um and and so much so that Aubrey, uh, Mr. Avery, um, Mr. Avery's murder was thought out. It was it was premeditated. It was, it was just it was blatantly murder. Uh, Mr. George Floyd's murder. <laughs> I I don't almost want to say it was done with more malicious intent this is a gentleman saying he can't breathe this is a gentleman who's crying out for his mother and as the mother of a a black boy I I can't watch the video I can't bear to hear him crying out for his mother because whether or not she passed away two years ago two days prior she still if she was still here I, I, I hurt for her because I, I I don't want to, and it's not that I can't. I don't want to imagine this being Caden. I don't want to imagine this being that being his last um, moments on this planet. And the problem is that you know I've got white friends who are saying, "Oh well, it can never be Caden." Let me go ahead and tell you something. Because you've never lived this experience, it absolutely could be my child. It could be my my son, his best friend, any of my cousins, any of my uncles, my brother, my dad, my father, my former father-in-law. Heck, it could be my ex-husband. <laughs> and they are all... Would be guilty before they before anything else of being black now i'm not going to address the riots and the looting and everything like that because that is not we've got the pictures we've got the documents it's not all us (laughs) there are opportunistic people out there who are taking advantage of civil unrest as mob culture has taught us people feel like there's some anonymity with being in the crowd. And now, especially with the face coverings that COVID is telling us we have to practice. Um, there's a little bit, there's another layer of that. And that's a whole psychology and and talk to, to get into later. But every time I think about Mr. George Floyd, I think about 
someone prior to him and significantly prior to him, I think about Emmett Till and I think about his mother and the decision she made to have an open casket to show what the Klan had done to her son and she wanted the world to see and it and it and it made an impact on the world. And then we jump from Mr. George Floyd to my son Caden, who is turning ten in six minutes. In six minutes he's gonna turn ten. In six minutes it will be the double digit birthday. You 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 wanna um be there to celebrate it and but in the wake of all of this it's like I have to bust this bubble about what it means to grow up to be a black man. I have to bust this bubble of what it means to grow up to be black and male in this country and the threat you're perceived as because that's it's a perception. I know so many uh black men, black boys who love their mothers, go to church, go to uh, the mosque, go wherever house of worship that they, they choose, and they respectfully worship their God, and they go home, and they take care of their families, and they make good grades, and they are awesome. But I am the mother of a black son. And instead of being super happy about the fact that my child is turning 10, literally in a matter of minutes, I am mourning him. I am mourning the fact that he may not make another trip around the sun. I am mourning the fact that I've kind of insulated him. Um... And surrounded him with nothing but love and respect and 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 educated individuals, people who are willing to sacrifice whatever it takes to see him succeed and that is his reality and it's not that we haven't talked about um police brutality about the the perceived threat he causes to white fragility. And that's what it is. It's not even, you know, is there such thing as white privilege? Absolutely. But the thing that causes the hate and the racism has nothing to do with privilege. It has something to do with white fragility. It is the idea that his blackness and his dopeness and my blackness and my dopeness by simply existing is a threat to you because that's what it is that's what it boils down to we are black and therefore a threat we we standing there bird watching jogging walking um Minding our own business on the street 
and someone lies on us. They call the cops on us for selling water or swimming in a pool or, or, uh, I mean, it's it, just the stories go on and on and on. And to, the worst part is, is the idea that you are sitting in your own home, doors locked, you're on your couch, you're in your bedroom, and someone mistakes, gets something wrong, inverts a number, or just too drunk to realize this ain't day house, you know, because the pictures of all the black family on the wall wasn't clue, that they shoot you for no other reason than your blackness and your dopeness is perceived as a threat. Nothing else. You know, several years ago, it was hands up, don't shoot. My hands are up, don't shoot. And now we can't breathe. We, I, it, How do we get to a point where I look at you, or no, you look at me and you go, threat. I may be a threat to your sweet potato pie. I may be a threat to your gut because I will have you laughing so hard. Um, But that's just me. That has nothing to do with my blackness. That is just me as a person. That would be me if I was Chinese. That would be me if I was Korean. That would be me if I was Indian that would be me if I was Brazilian or or uh, Mexican. That, 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 that would be me. It has nothing to do with my blackness. But you, they, um, I'm about to go wake up my son in 60 seconds. I'm going to sign off and I'm going to put a smile on my face. And I'm going to pretend that the world is okay just for a day. For a day, I I cannot allow this to touch him because he needs to be able to celebrate. But tomorrow, tomorrow, I will be mourning every black son whose mother is afraid. Every time a news story comes on, every time police sirens sound, every time they're a little late or they haven't called like they said they would, or you just don't know where they are. Because those unknown moments are honestly the difference between life and death. Between another trip around the sun and burying your son. So I'm going to sign off. I want to thank you for listening. But I am going to go celebrate an amazing, dope black boy turning 10. 
and I hope you hug your babies a little bit closer because sometimes the most secure place in the world is in our mother's arms.